Hello, welcome to God Day, and this is a God Day. Praise God, because God is with us, and God is for us, and we love God with all our heart. My name's Derek Walker, I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. I want to share with you today about Christ our rock, the, li the living rock, and the source of living waters. Um, I want to just turn, first of all, to Isaiah chapter 28, which is a prophecy of Christ. And it says, Behold, I lay in Zion. This is verse 16. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion, God's people, a stone for a foundation. See, we need a foundation to, to hold us up because we cannot stand by ourselves. And it says, This stone is a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, which really means it's the foundation stone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily, will not get into panic. Whoever believes will, will enter into rest and assurance and confidence because they are trusting themselves on the foundation stone. And so Jesus is our foundation stone. He is our rock. And in the New Testament, of course, that verse is applied to Jesus. He claims to be the fulfillment of that. And we are living stones, as it were. Peter says we're living stones built upon the foundation stone who is Christ. When Jesus introduced the church in Matthew 16, he said uh, really that, I, that he is the rock. And on this rock, that's himself, I will build my church. We are living stones built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. So don't look to anything else for your foundation than Christ himself, the living Christ. Your, your ideas and your doctrines and all that, they're important, but they're not the foundation that you should rest your heart in. You must put all your trust in Jesus Christ alone for your uh, salvation, for your eternal life, for your forgiveness, uh, but also in your daily life. Christ and Christ, the person of Christ, is your foundation. Praise God. Not your ideas about him, but Jesus himself. Not your works, but Christ himself and his work for you. And uh, I want to talk on this theme because it's a major theme in Scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, um, we're told that we are to learn from the Israelites he says, moreover, brethren, I don't want you to be uh, unaware that all our fathers were under a cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food. All of these are, are pictures. And all drank the same spiritual drink. And then it says, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. And... Uh, in verse 11, it says, all these things are given as examples or types written for our instruction, our admonition, upon whom the end of the ages has come. So in other words, all these things are pictures to us. And I want to look at the particularly that they drank from the rock who is Christ. <clears throat> and this is referring to the story in Exodus chapter 17, first of all. There are two stories where water flowed from the rock. The rock is Christ. But this rock is not an inanimate rock, it's a living rock. This rock, and this is a picture of Christ. When we trust in Christ, the living water of the Holy Spirit flows out of the rock. 
And the more you trust in Christ, the more of the river of life will flow out of you. Because now Christ, your rock foundation for life and eternity is in you. And out of that rock flows the living water that satisfies your heart. Praise God. So when you trust in Christ, you're trusting in his righteousness to hold you up, his power to hold you up. Praise God. And he will also be your satisfaction. His river of life will flow out of that rock as you trust in him. So we see there are two stories I want to look at. The first one's in Exodus chapter 17. And uh, it says that Israel pitched in Rephidim uh, and there was no water for them to drink. And uh, Rephidim means refreshment because this is where he's talking about God will refresh our emotions and God will satisfy us we, because he will provide the waters of life for us. And uh, the people blamed Moses for their problems as usual. And they thirsted there for water. And, uh, and then it says that um, they contended with Moses and complained to Moses. And, and, um, but God had the answer. When Moses cried to God, he said, what shall I do that they're almost ready to stone me? And uh, the Lord said, go before them and take your rod, which you smote the river and take it in your hand and go. And I want you to notice this rod that Moses had symbolized the authority of God and it was used in judgment. It was used to release the judgments against Egypt, the plagues of Egypt. It was used to bring the Red Sea down onto the Egyptians. So this is like the rod of God's authority, but especially used for judgment. He says, take that rod. And then he says, behold, I will stand before you upon the rock in Horeb. And um, he stood on the rock and um, it's interesting that Moses, it says, struck this rock. And this was a picture that God was providing. God said, you will strike the rod. Um, and it's interesting, by the way, that, that Jesus himself was the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament. And, and we're told that the angel of the Lord led Israel out of Egypt. And so when it says that I will stand before you on the rock in Horeb, Literally, Jesus stood on that rock, and that rock was a picture of Jesus. And then Moses is told, you shall smite the rock, again with the rod, and there will come water out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders. And so what happens is that Moses struck the rock, and the waters flowed and the Israelites could drink as much as they want. And this was a rock near Mount Sinai that actually I believe has been discovered now. There at Mount Sinai in Arabia, they, um, uh, they, they, they found this split rock, which is a very dramatic picture. And it's got evidence of water gushing out both sides of the rock. And, uh, and that would have flowed down onto the plain and then the Israelites All two million of them would have had plenty to drink. And this was a picture that God did. Um, Psalm 105, 40 says, He opened a rock and waters gushed out and ran in dry places like a river. Just remember, this is a picture of Christ. And the water of life flows out of Christ. Um, 
Isaiah 28, 21. It says, they thirsted not in the deserts. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He clave the rock also and the waters gushed out. This is a major miracle in the Old Testament. All speaking of Christ. Nehemiah 9.15, he brought water out for them, out of the rock for their thirst. And this rock was Christ. And many times it says that God is our rock. The Lord is my rock, it says in Psalm 18. My strength, who is a rock save our God? Blessed be the rock, my rock, the God of my salvation. And so um, God, Jesus, is the rock of our salvation. He contains the waters of life and healing and salvation. And it's interesting that this is a wonderful picture of salvation because Jesus released his waters to us through being judged for us. And that's what was a picture of Christ's death. When Moses struck the rock, that's a picture of Christ being judged on the cross for our sins, God's judgment. He took our sin on the cross and God's judgment came upon him. It says, all we like sheep have gone astray, Isaiah 53, 6. We've all turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And this word laid is a violent word. It's made to meet on him the iniquity of us all. And what that means is that, that Jesus was struck by the rod of God, by the judgment of God on the cross. And he was broken open for us. But out of his wounds, as it were, out of that place of judgment, rivers of living water flow to his people. He suffered for us. He suffered God's judgment for us on the cross so that we could have the waters of life, so that we could drink the waters of life. And so there was no water until the rock was smitten. But thank God Jesus was smitten for us when Jesus died. The river of the Holy Spirit was released to us. He had to be opened up for his life to flow out for us. So the split rock is a picture of Jesus on the cross taking the judgment of God for our sins, making available to us all his grace and his mercy. The people just deserve the judgment, but instead the rock took it and the people were blessed and satisfied as a result. And so in this dry place, in this wilderness, God provided water. In the wilderness of this world that is barren and separated from the presence of God, God provided a rock, Jesus Christ, uh, and waters to flow abundantly from that rock. And if we will come to him, and drink, we can receive the waters of the Holy Spirit. And they flow from one and only one place, which is the rock of Jesus Christ, who was broken, split open for us. Hallelujah. And in that river is all of God's blessing, all his forgiveness, his salvation, his eternal life. And then we are invited to drink of those rivers. Praise God. Um, Isaiah 43.20 says, I will give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people and they will show forth my praise. Praise God. So life and salvation, when we trust in Christ as our rock, 
It's not just that he will hold us up, but from that rock, his living waters infuse our souls with his righteousness, with his wisdom, with his power, with his glory. Praise God. And, and that, therefore, he upholds our emotions. He upholds our will. He upholds our mind. He infuses us with his righteousness. And so we stand before God, not just legally, but vitally, we are upheld. One way to describe a, a believer is that we have an invisible uh, source, a, gra- a ground of being that holds us up for all eternity. Those unbelievers, they, all they have to trust in is the visible things of life. And so they cling on to those things to be their foundation. But the trouble is, when you come to the end of your life on earth, those visible things depart from you. And then they will have nothing to hold them up. And that's why they are pulled down into the abyss, into the darkness of hell, because they refused the rock who would stand under them and hold them up, Christ and his righteousness. Make sure you've put your trust in the rock. Who is Jesus? Praise God. The Bible says that Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Trust in me, he said. He said, if anyone believes in me out of his heart, will flow rivers of living water. Trust in the rock today. But I want to continue the story to 40 years later, because that happened in the first year after the Exodus. In the 40th year after the Exodus, they come to Kadesh, Barnea. And in Numbers chapter 20, there's a second story, but it's different, but it's similar, about water flowing out from the rock. And um, this completes the picture that God is, is painting about Jesus being our rock of salvation. And they come to Kadesh, and again, there was no water. And again, they blame Moses uh, for their problems. And uh, as a result, and there's almost like, like, a, like almost a rebellion, um, Moses and Aaron, it says, went to the tabernacle and they fell on their faces and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. And so again, Moses has to seek God. What's the answer? And then the Lord gives the answer. And I love this. The Lord said, take the rod. Now, it seems like it's the same rod, but it's not. Take the rod and gather the assembly together, you and Aaron. Aaron, remember, is the high priest. And speak to the rock. Now notice, this time he's not to use the rod and strike the rod, rock. This time he is just to speak to the, rock, to the rock before their eyes. And it shall give forth his water. Praise God. And you will bring forth for them water out of the rock. So you will give the congregation drink. Moses took the rod before, from before the Lord as commanded. Now I want you to notice the difference. There are some differences here. Number one uh, is to speak to the rock, not strike the rock. Number two, this is a different word for a rock used. This time the rock uh, is the word cellar, which actually is talking about a high cliff or a 
a high, very high elevated rock. It's a different word to the original rock. It's a lofty elevated rock or cliff face set up high and lifted up. And, and Kadesh itself means holy, anointed, consecrated. This rock, uh, again, was, was not on ground level, it, it was high up. And I believe that whereas the first rock represented Christ, as it were, on earth, crucified for us, judged for our sins, this high rock is actually the exalted, risen, ascended Christ in heaven now. He is now our rock. But he's, he's been crucified, but now he is high and lifted up above all. Hallelujah. And so he is the rock. As Psalm 61 two says, he's the rock that is higher than I. And so they were, they were to look to this rock that was above them to be the source of that living water. And um, it, it's, there, there is a rock, that Hilary and I have been there to see it, that corresponds to this. Um, and um, again, it's a place that water came out of from a very high point. Uh, the other difference is that the rod is different. It's a different rod. It isn't the rod of Moses because it was, the, it was actually, because it isn't a rod of judgment. Uh, this rod was Aaron's rod, Aaron's priestly rod that budded. Do you remember there's a story that Aaron was challenged as to whether he was the rightful high priest, the anointed high priest. And so the rods of the contenders were put into the Holy of Holies along with Aaron's rod. And overnight, it was Aaron's rod that budded, produced almonds. And that was the proof that he had the supernatural anointing and authority to be the high priest. And from then on, Aaron's rod that budded was put into the, kept in the Holy of Holies before the Lord in the Ark of the Covenant. And, and it says very clearly that they took Aaron's rod out. That was the rod that was to be used. Not the rod of judgment, but the rod of the high priest. And so this rod represented the authority of the, of the high priest, the resurrected high priest. And... Uh, it corresponds to us now as the name of Jesus. We use the name of Jesus in prayer. And, and that represents the authority, the gracious authority of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when we call on the name of Jesus, we're, as it were, we're, we're holding on to, to that rod. That rod uh, that we are, we are calling upon, the re our resurrected high priest, Jesus, who has purchased for us every blessing. And when we hold on that rod, that's us believing in him and calling on his name in prayer. And that's what they were to do. And that's how they were to release the water from the rock. Now, to hold the rod is to believe that Jesus is risen as our great high priest who has purchased all our blessings. And he is in heaven mediating these blessings of the new covenant. So we come to him and we call on him for his life and his blessings. So it's a rod of blessing, not a rod of judgment. And so this is the key to accessing the resurrection life of Jesus Christ, the water of life. This rod was not meant to be used to strike the rock because Jesus has already been struck. And the Bible says he died once for all and he is not to be struck again. 
he was judged once and for all. And so when Moses sinned, he'd struck the rock. He disobeyed God. He got into big trouble for that because, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But in the picture, see, Christ has already died. And right now, we don't try and you know, act as if Christ hasn't died. He has already died. He's already purchased the blessings for us. So now we don't come and strike the rock. We come and call upon the rock to release the water of life to us. So Jesus has already died. He's not to die again. He's risen on high and he offers us the water of life. We can't get it by our own efforts. We can't earn it. But we have to hold the name of Jesus. We have to hold the rod of the resurrected high priest. And we have to speak to the rock. That's what God told Moses. Speak to the rock. In other words, call on the name of Jesus. And then the waters will flow out of the rock. This is the key. And that's where Moses and Aaron sinned, you see. Because this is what Moses actually did. He was so upset with the people for grumbling. He said, hear now, rebels. Must we fetch you water out of this rock? And uh, notice, it, it, this is one of the rare times that Moses' flesh really gets in the way. Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod, he smote the rock twice, and he disobeyed God. They misrepresented God. They, they, God actually wasn't angry with the people on this occasion, and Moses acted as if he was. So that's one big mistake that he did. He also spoiled the picture that God was trying to paint of Christ by striking the rock. And that is why Moses was, was, was disciplined. And this is why he couldn't enter the promised land because he sinned in a very serious way um, in this case. And so nevertheless, God was gracious and the water came out abundantly and they drank. And so this is a wonderful picture that God is sharing with us. What he's saying now is Jesus has been struck already. You don't, he doesn't have to die again. It's all been done. Every blessing of God is paid for. But now we need to come to the rock that is higher than I. We need to come to the ascended Christ, whoever liveth, to make intercession for us and to pour out his blessing to us through his spirit. But we have to speak to the rock. We have to call upon the rock for that river of life to flow. Okay, it doesn't happen automatically. And so we, we hold up the name of Jesus and we say, Lord, let your river of life flow in me. Let, my, let your healing flow into my body. Let your life flow. Let your wisdom flow into my mind. You hold up your faith in the name of Jesus. You call upon his name and then the water will flow from the rock, the ascended rock who is Jesus. And by the name of Jesus, we call upon his resurrection life uh, and that, that will flow. And so these two pictures must be held together. The crucified Christ has released the water of life for us. And now we need to come to him, risen and ascended on high. Come to him in faith, holding up the rock uh, and calling on the name of Jesus. That's why it says to be saved. All who call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. The, the ones who call on him are the ones who believe that he has been struck. He's paid the price for the blessing. And now we call upon him 
for our salvation, for our forgiveness, for our eternal life. And when we call upon him, uh, we trust in him and his life comes into us. And that's why we come to the rock. We speak to the rock. We drink from the rock of the life that he pours out. And uh, praise God. That is the, the picture of the rock. So think of yourself, as it were, take, taking the rod of Aaron. That is the rod. Actually, that was kept in the Holy of Holies. And it represents your faith in Jesus Christ, that he's risen from the dead, that his life is available for you. And now come to him and call upon him to release those rivers of living water. Holding onto the rod is your faith in Christ. As you lift up the rod and as you call upon him, you ask him in faith. You, you, you call upon him and say, Lord, let your river flow in me. Hallelujah. And then that river of life will flow. So Jesus is your rock. He is your rock of salvation. And if you will do that, let's, let's just pray right now. Let's just come to him today for the grace that you need today, for the wisdom that you need today. Look up and you see that Christ, he is that rock. He is ascended on high. Praise God. And he is very much alive. And he wants to pour out all of his blessings upon you. He's poured out his spirit upon you. But he needs you also to look to him and to call upon him, lifting up the name of Jesus in faith and say, Lord, I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe you died for me and you're risen and you're ascended on high. You pour out the Holy Spirit for me. So right now, I open myself up to you and I call upon your name. I speak to the rock. I say, Lord, be my rock, be my source, be my life. Let your living water flow now, flow into my heart. Let your love flow into my heart. Let your joy and your wisdom and your righteousness flow into my heart. Lord, I'm thirsty for you. I want to be filled with you. Lord, I speak to you and I say, Lord, you are my life. You're my salvation. You're my rock in whom I trust. You are my life. You are my healer. You are my victory. I call upon you to be my victory. I call upon you to be my healer. I call upon you to be my life and my salvation. Lord, let your living water flow right now and fill me. Thank you, Lord, that the high priest is ever interceding for me. And I put my trust in him. I hold up the rod of my faith that I'm trusting in the name of Jesus Christ, who ever intercedes, who is ever pouring out the spirit of life for me. I look to you and I will not be ashamed. You are my rock. You are my foundation. And I trust in you. Let those rivers flow out of my heart, uh, Lord, and let me be a blessing to many people. Amen.